Welcome to Get Offset. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. And uh, my Lego guitar has survived another week. Yay! It's a miracle. <laughs> I, you know, did you, when you had Lego toys as a kid, did you actually like play with them? Yep. Wow, I just, I don't remember what I did with them. I think I just kind of like set them up for a while and then... Sets like never made it that long before they're completely torn apart and just into the ether of the mega bin. But yeah, Yeah. I'd like have friends over and we would like build stuff and like do fake battles and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Oh no, this laser stronger because it's green. You only have an orange one. I would think that you wouldn't let that slide. That's that's when I would then punch them and push them down the stairs. That's laser. Um, That's that's color blasphemy. Right. Oh, this this armor is silver, therefore it's made of titanium and indestructible because that's how titanium worked in my mind as a child. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know, right? There were there were there were rules. There were rules. And you had to mm-hmm. follow them. Yep. There was a lot of yes anding as a kid. When we were kids, we were a little bit better at improv. Because then you, you wouldn't want to play with a kid who was bad at improv because then he, that kid wasn't fun. When the kid was like, no, no, but you have to because you have to yes and or you're just not fun to play with. Yep. No. This is this. I feel like this is true. Not really prepared to go to childhood there for a moment, but that's fine. Sorry. Does this uh, mean I have to put away my pumpkin? Dude, I'll tell you that story later. Never mind. Um, it'll make sense. It was it's pumpkin related. I had my last pumpkin spice latte that I had in my, my copper cow. So nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, uh, my coffee life is just migrated from vanilla to chocolate. So that's exciting. Chocolate lattes. Not even chocolate coffee, <laughs> vanilla coffee. <laughs> Protein coffee. Oh, okay. A couple scoops of protein, some Skype, uh, some scoops of uh, uh, soluble fiber, coffee, unsweetened almond milk, and uh, shake shake it all together. And that's uh, that's breakfast. Huh. My breakfast is usually just a copper cow latte, which is a bit of a sugar rush, and then I have lunch. Today I will have lentil. Mulligatani soup for lunch, and I'm very excited about it. We made a big batch. Well, I should say Rick made a big batch last night while I was working on demos. So, good man. I'm probably going to have turkey and stuffing. I didn't get any leftovers this year. I left too quickly. Mm. Mm -hmm. I was tired, man. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I guess you can tell now that we are... Like, I don't know. How do you still have things... Giving leftovers. It's December. Should be rancid by now. Ah, yeah, we're we're do, we're doing two back to back. We're doing ourselves a little favor. <laughs> Slowing things down for the month of December on this end. Yeah, you know my demo schedule is a little bananas. I'm if you haven't noticed, I've been releasing quite a few videos a week, and I do want to apologize to Grant from Goodwood Audio for taking so long to release that um, lift demo. It is a really really cool device. So check out that video. Um, it's saving a lot of pedal board real estate. So, you know, it just, I had to send my the milkman, the amp in for, um, just a little tune up and it just, you know, it's a busy time of year. It took a, took a minute to get back to me. So, uh, had to wait for that to get returned and then life happened really hard and fast and yep. But Goodwood audio has so much great stuff. So I just really want to shout out Goodwood. In fact, let me go to their website and see. See what kind of cool stuff they have right now. One thing I really like is they have that audition. So you can like try, it makes it really easy to try out uh, new things on your pedal board. Right. Junction boxes, they make custom cables, they have accessories. They just have like the, I think the coolest, like, um, oh my word. (sighs) What's the word for, um, the, pet, the type of pedal I'm talking about, Andrew. 
Utility pedal? Utility pedals. Thank you so much. Yes, the audition is only $75 and it makes it really easy to try out new pedals on your board. Nice. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So that's something that I like a lot. Accessories and mods. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I'm just looking at the website. So many cool things. Part store, junction. They have a lot of junction boxes. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. I'm about Some to good get stuff everything. there. Yeah. I've been seeing, I've been going through Instagram, just looking at boards that uh, Fox Cairo has been tagged in. I've seen a lot of uh, good wood flat boards. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. A lot of good wood junction boxes and stuff. Seems pretty popular. I uh, yeah, I can see why. A lot of really cool stuff. The interfacer. Engraved. Nice. That's fancy. I like that. I love a good engraved pedal. That's beautiful. Stereo sum or split sum. Master mute. Very cool. Dang. That's just some, that's some next level stuff that like, I'm just, I, I, I long to be that like fancy. It's extra fancy. It's so fancy. Maybe someday. They do pedal board setup consultations too. Oh, that'd be a great gift idea for somebody. Yeah. Help talk someone through like pros and cons of different signal chains and how to lay it out. Yeah. What bits and bobs you might need to, to finish your, your rig. Totally. I think that, that's awesome. All right. So, yeah. So yeah, lots of, lots of, uh, lots of content, lots of things have been, have been filmed, lots of things to be filmed, perhaps even some lessons. Maybe I'll show you some guitar things. Let's see what my, let's see yeah i might even have some uh might show you some uh some guitar songs coming up i just have a lot of ideas and i want to get them out of my head and onto a video taking this stuff seriously so busy 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 well Only what else fire. is new what else oh Any, god uh, i talked about so much what are the odds that there's going to be some stereo shenanigans happening Basie ones? Low. Oh. Well, you're gonna pick up that amp. I, I can I can wait if it if it's helpful. Dude, I don't know if I have time. Uh if you can go without that amp until like mid to late month, there might be some like stereo based shenanigans happening. So is it so <laughs> Andrew, I can always just bring it back. It's not like I live far. <laughs> I mean, your definition of far is different than my definition of far. Like that, this is one of the funnier things to me about Andrew and I, we both live in the same city and he's like, you don't live far. And I'm like, I think you live far. <laughs> 25 minutes is not that far. I see that's discouraged. That's a discouraging amount of driving for me. It's <laughs> extremely, an extremely discouraging amount of driving for me. <laughs> Years of living in LA. It's like, 30 oh, yeah. minutes minimum to get anywhere, usually closer mm -hmm. to 45 or an hour. Um, yeah, it just, unless you live like a block over, just the mm -hmm. amount of time spent in the car just skyrockets. And so that's what I've been used to. I think I've gotten less used to that. Yeah. I remember I went back uh, pre pandemic for, for NAM and I was thinking to myself, like, wow, like traffic is really bad here. Like it's taking forever to get places. I wasn't really prepared for this in the back of my mind. I kind of knew like, well, yeah, you, you used to live here. You, you know, full well what you should have expected. You've just been spoiled by Seattle. So comparatively like 25 minutes each direction with lo relatively little chance of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's better than where I grew up, which was in rural Ohio, which was always like 20 minutes from something. 
instead of 20 yep. minutes from everything, which is kind of where we are now. So, I mean, the thing is, like, I just never want to go back to that. Right. <laughs> and, like, living in Nashville, like, I just hated traffic. I learned to hate traffic so much, and it's so much worse now than it was, that I just hate driving. Hey, Carrie. Nice to see you. I actually kind of like driving. But... I like... The only thing I like about driving is listening to music while driving yep. or podcasts. When Rick and I were driving to Mazama, we listened to a lot of uh, the Cocaine and Rhinestones podcast, which was really good. I really like how Tyler Mayhan Co. got into uh, a lot of details about the recording process. So that was very interesting. Something for everybody in that podcast. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I, uh... I didn't know the Nashville number. I didn't know that we didn't really refer to chords as like, one four five literally until the Nashville number system. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I like the Nashville number system a lot. Yeah. Huge I had fan. to learn that in college. Well, yeah. I mean, you had to officially learn it in college. It was I learned it in college as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't pass studio production class without like learning it. <laughs> you had to learn it from my theory classes. Mm-hmm. The circle of fifths as well. I didn't have to learn the circle of fifths. So we didn't have to learn theory. We just had to learn how to communicate in a studio setting. So the Nashville number system was essential to like communicating in with actual working musicians. The circle of fifths is not. I, I wouldn't hate going back to a community college and just to take a theory class again. Yeah. I had the pressure of like, this is going to impact my GPA mm-hmm. and I had a million other things going on, but there's just, maybe it's idyllic of me to think this would maybe just like, it'd be way more chill to go to community college and just take the class and not care about my grade. Just take it I to mean, learn. Th- there's like Coursera and stuff, but there's nothing like learning like from a human being. Yep. I've tried music theory a bunch of different ways and I don't know if it's just like the, the way that's normally taught doesn't hasn't clicked with me yet. But I don't know. I live so close to a community college. Maybe I should look into those classes. I got I'm my pretty... booster vaccine though. Very excited about that. Uh yeah, I'm supposed to in a couple of days as well. Yeah. Uh, getting the uh the firmware updated on my microchip. <laughs> Get that mod to that metal zone. That's right. Throwback. I just, that was my favorite thing. Like, I don't like the conspiracy theories. Like, they're very dangerous about the vaccine, but that one of them is literally a metal zone schematic is the funniest, funniest thing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I'm a fan. <laughs> so stupid. Learn online, earn a certificate. I'm just getting, I'm getting my shot like on my way into work. So hopefully I don't get like side effects. My second shot I got, uh, I basically had like the flu for 24 hours. That's what it felt like. Oh, this was nothing. Cool. It's a half dose. It was nothing for me. Um, My brother-in-law said that 36 hours later he felt really bad, but it took a full 36 hours before he felt bad. Um, mm-hmm. for Rick, he felt, he got a bit of a headache or some head pressure. Um, yep. for me, I don't, I mean, I get headaches, so I don't know if it was related, but I took an ibuprofen before I went to bed. I had a bit of a sore arm. I didn't really have a headache or anything afterwards. Like I got it in the afternoon. I took the ibuprofen, had a sore arm for like 24 hours, but like nothing major, like, I just didn't want to sleep on that arm. I just wish I had scheduled mine sooner. I didn't realize how quickly they had all like filled out. And so in order for me to get one that would kick in in time before, uh, before Christmas, uh, I ended up having to schedule my appointment in Bothell. So I have to leave my oh. house at like seven 30 in the morning, drive to Bothell. Is it the drive through yeah. clinic? I, we're, yeah, I don't, a, we need to not talk about this right now. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. That's what we did. <laughs> We'll talk about it later. Yep. Uh, we, we, we signed up for that. They had a thousand appointments. Yeah, it was great. Yep. No. <laughs> it was the only place. It was the only place that had appointments. 
not looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to getting it over with. If that makes yeah, sense. Getting it over yeah. with is going to feel really good. Oh, oh boy. Check that off the to-do list. Oh man. I got this app called Todoist and I've just been checking things off my to-do list. It's kind of like Trello in that one of my, my view for get offset demos is to literally move things. I can move things over from my hopper in progress, filmed, edited, scheduled slash launch. And I can add like sub to do's in there. So like filmed, like maybe filmed, that's what I should move saying. to. Cause I've been using physical sticky notes with like, if I'm not in my office, I'm not actually looking at what I'm working on. Yeah. And I used to use Trello uh, for a day job and yeah. maybe I, I, I guess I only really connected that with like day job corporate. Maybe I should give that a go for, for personal mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. There's a free version. So I'm using that. It's color coded. So I have it like one for home stuff, one for my freelance stuff and one for get offset. I mostly just use it for get offset, but to be able to add like home stuff as I think about it is kind of nice. So yeah, I'm looking at it right now and thinking, yeah, just dry heaping a little bit. (laughs) No. Oh my that, god. That that could be helpful for me. I think one of the things I'm realizing is the limitation with the, the sticky notes and just the physical proximities. If I think of something uh while I'm out and about. Oh yeah. That's, uh, I've got my my I just open up a new Google Keep card. Oh, yeah. You can't then keep I just forget notes about in it. five different places. Yeah. It's like a couple times a week I'll just open up Google Keep. I'm like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, the, that's that's been my problem is that like I'll have an idea for a video and I just won't be able to write down anywhere. Yep. So, but here I can just be like open my phone, add a to do because that's been the thing. Like Ryan Burke's been telling me for ages, you need to start doing more talking videos, and I'm like, oh okay, I'll just add that. There's guitar. Yeah. So there, I just added a new one and like, yeah, that's going to be, I think I, hopefully it will change my shit. Fix my shit. Um, yeah. Get those ducks, rubber duckies in a row. Hopefully anything else new with you, dude? Uh, just excited to pick up that amp. Um, yeah. And other things. Yeah. Honestly, the other things like if I show up before those arrive, it's not like they're going in a guitar anytime soon. So it's not the end of the world. Yeah. But I kind of want to bring home the amp and just like bring the roof down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you want to come by, it doesn't matter. If you want to come by today before they, before they get here, that's fine. Um, I have some other stuff coming in that package too. So just like um, I got the roller string um, retainers for my, oh, yeah, yeah. For my supersonic, because I think that helps a lot. I know uh, Ryan Burke from Six Cycle Hum, he just took his strings off of the, the string retainer. The string um, tree? The string tree. Yeah, yeah, what, what am I thinking of? Whatever. Um, and that helped. But, like, last year I just got the roller one, and that helped mine a lot. So I think it's it's about the strings getting caught in there. So yeah, I think yeah, the roller yeah. one makes is kind of what makes a big difference. Yep. So if you still... I don't think it's necessarily the break angle. I think it's just like the getting stuck. Right. Um, Yeah. uh, And then what else did I get? I got a couple of, I probably got some more stupid stuff. Like I'm just like parts. Just give me parts. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's basically it. I have a lot of work, a lot of new things. Uh, got a dim uh, last week. I demoed the RPSFX bit reactor, so check that one out. The Dogman devices go fly a kite. I did my stocking stuffer video, and I did the Pod Go wireless, which included some footage from uh, the live show, I, the Sunday Crush show. I I used it at that was fun. Um, yeah. My Goodwood video, Hercules videos. Um, yeah. Just one after the other after the oh other. Oh, my God. Yeah, Model Cycles, Pre-Sonus, talking about Studio One. 
some more. Got some tutorials coming up. Like, oh my gosh, I have so much scheduled, like, through, oh boy, I am double booked that day. La da da da, oh my god, what have I done? What have I done? I might get a harmonica. All right. What am I doing to myself? Why am I doing it? Can't answer that for you. <laughs> I think it's All for right. the the love of uh, for the love of inclusive advertising. Oh my god! <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by Caroline Guitar Company. Crumb. Crumb. Was no, their Black no. Friday release? It was really cool. Did it sell out? Oh my god, I opened like 15 new tabs by accident just now. <laughs> I don't know if it's sold out. Let's... Crumb, 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 crumb. I think you could only find that link via the email. So. Dum, da, dum, dum, crumb. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about. Oh. Yep, all sold out for this run, and we're way nice. behind on retailer orders as is, so we'll be sure to let you know when we make it happen. Oh, did you see the Chase Bliss Black Friday sale email? I did, yeah. They did their first sale in, like, years. Yep. And it, um, and then they're like, you have to be okay with not getting your pedal for six months. Right. Because they're so behind on retailer orders. Yep. No, I so okay. talking in terms of themes of what I've, I've seen from the holiday sales is tons of blackout pedals. Oh, I'm so tired. Everybody of did pedals. a blackout something this year. It's great. Uh, and then the other thing that I saw a lot of companies doing is email subscription only sales. Smart. Nothing on Instagram. Just saying, hey, if you want to find out about a sale, you got to sign up. Cool. Smart. And a lot of people are leveraging that, and I'm like. Smart. Uh, that was smart. Yeah. That's what I tell people to do. That's I'm literally writing an article right now about how musicians should use their email list. And one of those things is you should send things just to the email list, including early access or only access uh, to sales um, via the list. You should break news to your email list first. You should make them feel special because they're your super fans. Yep. Yeah. I'm building out uh I need to build out a email list into Fox Cairo. I've been putting off for like a year now, um, but I need to build into the website and I'm starting that uh, planning and starting up a low key emailer in the, in the new year. Not nothing yeah. like not, not like every two days. Why no, have you don't. bought one yet? But or know, like why are you buy more pedal topper? Cause yep. nothing, nothing grinds my gears more. Like I had bought, this this awesome camera bag pack it's a it's a backpack it's a camera bag it's freaking awesome i love this thing so much but i don't know how many backpacks this company thinks i need to buy they email me every single day they text me every week so i finally unsubscribed i'm like i don't you're you're what is wrong with you like how many back like you are ruining your own list by thinking right. I need, I'm, I'm needing, I'm interested in buying these all the damn time. Like what is, what, what, yep. what is wrong? I feel like you? once a month at most is what I want to see out of things. Yeah. That's what I yeah. do for, uh, I have a hot sauce client and I'm like twice a month. Hot sauce. Absolute tops. And, it, and then it better be worthwhile reading and not just taking up space. Yeah, recipes, new merch, um, regionally targeted to, hey, did you know that you can find us in stores at your local Lowe's? Yeah, you can find Secret Artwork at Lowe's. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. New hot sauces. Cool stuff. Tasty stuff. <sighs> yep. So that's what I've been seeing out of black Friday sales and kind of just taking notes in the back of my head from all the companies that, you know, do company things better than I do. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to learn just from observation and 
uh, yeah, that's, that's my takeaway. Yeah. It's a good takeaway. Yep. Sweet Lord. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the holiday season for small business owners. I'm feeling it already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was uh those are good ways to advertise that I've seen. Uh, good ways to run a business. I also mm. saw. Uh, I also yeah. saw. Some bad uh, ways. One particular bad way that had me just feeling like really icky feeling for a few days. Yeah, I I miss that because I was so busy that day that I just wasn't really on my phone. So yep. can you tell me about that? Uh, I, I didn't see it till like the day after either. Yeah. Uh, but Walrus Audio, bless their hearts. Oh, God, uh, why are their ads always, they always make me angry. They decided to release an ad, a new advert. And the the gist of it was basically wife's like, oh yeah, like I got a present. It's like a small little box opens up. It's a guitar pick. Oh, ha ha. And they go outside and there's an oversized bow on a guitar pedal. So it's, you know, playing off of a car ad. That's fine. Uh-huh. And then husband goes inside and he's just staring at it and going, hey, and like drooling over it. Normal things. I do the same thing when I get a guitar pedal. Uh, but then it just, and then it like kind of like pans out like to the wife in the background going, looking kind of like annoyed and then just like chugging straight from a bottle of wine and then cut scene. Why did they have to add that at the end? It's like that it was last like, little, like it was like, okay. It was like just kind of playing off fine of until wholesome the family ads. Until the end is like, yep, now you've just made it weird. That's the, I, I never really wanted to give this to you. Like, I'm annoyed by the fact that you like this. And I, I don't know. Why like, did they and, have to make it weird? Like, that's actually kind of a funny ad until the very yeah. end. Like your partner getting, like playing off of a car ad is a funny idea. Yes. But like the annoyed wife drinking straight from a bottle of wine at the end is a really tired stereotype and trope. That's really overused in guitar advertising. And it's frankly, overused, Walrus doesn't, but... especially Walrus, frankly, doesn't have the best track record. Nope. going to so... say it. I didn't like their Juliana. I, I was pretty vocal. I didn't like their Juliana missing women's ad considering there's so many missing no. and murdered women, especially indigenous women in the world. Yep. And that's just such a huge problem. So I, I, I was disappointed to see it. And it, the, the weird thing for me is like, usually those just hit me and like, okay, this is just dumb. And this was like, now I'm like thinking through like my childhood, like I'm literally thinking of the guitar I have on the wall over there that my mom gave to my dad as a present. And she like, it was a huge deal, but she was never really happy about it. And uh, like, I don't exactly have a specific memory of her chugging wine, but I mean that, you know, sounds par for the course. Now that my parents are divorced and looking at that, I'm like, yeah, that, that legitimately sums up kind of some of my childhood experience. And I don't like that. That doesn't make me ever want to purchase anything that, that, that makes me very turned off as a, as a consumer. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at that and I saw some, some comments were like laugh, cry emojis and some were from women that were laugh, cry emojis. And then, you know, Emily, Emily Hopkins, our friend, you know, I think made a intelligent comment that was like, this is really tired. I don't like this. And they did say like they could have handled it better, but they didn't really say. They said they we could have done, done it differently. I mean, yeah. But they so didn't that really... was kind of a flaccid response. Which is, you know. Yeah. So I That had me incredibly disappointed um, and immediately brought to mind kind of thoughts on uh, like the midriff pot podcast did an update to the Bechdel test. Yeah. They um, have that guitar pedal, the, the guitar advertising Bechdel test. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that had failed that test for sure. But I, uh, yeah. yeah, that, that, that immediately brought to mind. That's a great resource. It's a good reminder to me as a small business owner, that's looking at figuring out how to build out more advertising type uh, content. It's like, yeah, I, I should like, I should just print that out and, paste it to my freaking wall right here. Let's talk honestly. about the Midriff podcast updated Bechdel test. 
Yeah, I haven't but... actually looked at it. Do you have it handy? I don't. Uh, no, but I can. Oh, I see Emily Hopkins. What makes something benign? Funny, according to the benign viol violation theory. Is it benign and funny? Is it a violation not funny? And then funny is in the middle. What? Huh. I don't understand. Um, yeah. I also think that we can retire jokes about cheese strings on the guitar. Saw that one lately. Oh, there we go. Music Gear Bechdel test. It's been over a year since that was published on the Earthquaker Dev blog. Uh, she wanted to reshare it. I don't think it was a complete um, rehaul. Gotcha, Here's how it works. Okay. One, there's a woman. Two, she is presented as a capable musician. Three, if she is presented with an instrument that has a traditionally feminine aesthetic, a example, pink with flowers or sparkles, etc., there is a companion ad featuring a woman with an instrument that is not traditionally feminine in aesthetic. Or if she is presented sexually, it is on her own terms, and there is a companion ad featuring a woman that is not presented, who is not presented sexually. Five, if she is a woman of color, she is not presented using racial stereotypes. Six, if she is trans woman, her identity and pronouns are respected. Seven, all sexual or offensive social media comments her about her are promptly and appropriately addressed or screenshotted, deleted, eight. As you can see, this is somewhat more detailed than the original Bechdel test to raise the bar a bit. Oh, so maybe it is updated. Yeah. Use women in your advertising and respect them. That's kind yeah. of the gist. Use, just... I mean, it's a commercial. It was supposed to be funny, and it was funny until the end. And like yep. this also goes. The thing is, this also goes to like the alcoholism thing that we kind of talk about mommy. sometimes. The wine mommy. Yeah. There really is also that huge thing about just women are getting advertised. People are advertising alcohol to women a lot more than they used to. Yep. And alcoholism in women is increasing. And I just don't, I don't always think that's funny either. And yep. I'm probably just sensitive to it. And you know, that's me and that's fine. Um, not everyone should be sensitive to the things to which I am sensitive to. But, you know, you got to know that when you're doing something like that, there are people who are going to respond to it certain ways and that you have, you have to be okay with that as a brand. Like you have to make that decision as a brand. Am I okay with alienating certain people when I make this kind of content? And you have to make, you, you, you have to make that decision. And if you're doing it on accident, you have to, well, shit. <laughs> um, so it's just a question of, are, do you know what you're doing or not? Do you know you're doing it? Um, yep. Do you know how it's going to be perceived? Do you care? And those are the questions I ask myself a lot um, in terms of decisions that brands make when they make these kinds of decisions, because I have just straight up asked some, some brands, these questions over the years, like, do you care? This is how you, you've, you've been, you're being perceived. And sometimes they have straight up said no to me. I asked one brand, like, do you, do you realize that if this is how you continue to behave or if this is the kind of community you continue to foster that you're going to alienate potentially 50% of your consumer base? Yep. He said, no, I don't care. Which is mind blowing to me. It's, it feels like yeah. leaving money on the, leaving like pure morals out of it just because I can't assume everybody yeah. you know has a soul. Leaving money on the table is a little bit more universal in business and that just seems yeah. wild. And this was a big brand and it wasn't Walrus. I will specify that was not Walrus that said yep. that. Um, I, but I it was I know a big who brand. You're talking about, yeah, I know you say. do. We talked about it. Um, but basically, I said, do you care that you're potentially alienating all women yep. at the behest of like maybe like 10 to 5% of people who will be so upset that you don't let them talk this way about women anymore that they would not buy your pedals anymore? He said, yep. 
at the time. I think he's kind of changed his tune. But at the time, he was like, yeah, yeah. Um, I think now that he's seen trends, trend charts, he's yep. changed his tune. So Trends are uh, compelling. Yeah, money. Money For, talks. Money does talk. Money does it's talk. It's a shame that it has to come to that. But hey, you know what? I, it's still better than no action. You do have so. to watch the end of that video to see the part that's upsetting to anybody. Yep. Um, I, it's a I, it's I, a cute I, video. Like it's a cute video until the end. It just bogs me. Like why did you have to do that? Why did you take something cut that the was last like... two seconds and th- it's a perfectly fine ad? Yeah. I would dare say it's a good ad. Yeah. It's just you know I t- I took what would have been my demo fee for like the 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 videos I've done with Walrus and I donated that money to m- murdered or missing Indigenous women and I asked them to um, match that. I don't. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Um, so I highly recommend. I like that. That's a great organization to donate to. It's a huge problem. Um, if you're looking for a Christmas present for me this year, donate to uh, murdered and missing indigenous women. Thanks. Um, yep. yep. Uh, oh, it's an so- absolute bummer of a topic. It, it feels weird Sorry. bringing it up. Not. Uh, just mostly because I, I hate the fact that it has like someone has to say something. Like, it, this shouldn't have to be a conversation. We should be able to just. <sighs> yep. I don't know. I know it's a part of a completely different. It was part of a completely different campaign, so it's it feels stupid to bring it up. But still, I felt like that one was just. I don't know why that one bothered me so much. That one bothered me more. Sure. But um, um, yeah, this was just like come. Like guys, I'm watching this. I'm like, guys, come on. You're making it so hard. It's just one of those things. You just look at somebody doing a decision. Like what, what did you think was going to happen guys? (laughs) I guess they thought it was funny. Like I guess. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Emily's comment. The end of this ad was too problematic for me. Can we please try to stop that quote, man plays gear while wife is ignored drinking wine stereotype? Yep. Because I, I think that's <laughs> constructive. I think it's fair. I think it's, yeah. um, someone had to say it. Because Emily gets tons of shitty comments like, oh, I know, I know Russ, like her boyfriend is the one who, who actually gives a shit about the gear and you don't. Like she gets tons of comments like that, and that's just that's not dumb. true. It's just not. Even if it was, why does it matter? It doesn't, and it, also it's not true. Right. And it's nobody's business. There's also that. Also, people are just jealous. It's the truth. She gets a lot of shitty comments, so I feel for her. It's such a stupid joke. Yep. And it seems like there were people who agreed with her. So. Uh, I am one of them. I agree. I agree. I'm going to. So I, I would like to see more brands doing uh, more inclusive advertising. Uh, I would like to be one of those brands doing more inclusive advertising. Yeah. Because they have some really cool and stellar women on their roster of artists. Yep. Who I don't do. think would be super duper into that. And I'm actually surprised by some of them. Like. Makes me wonder uh, what the, what their uh, partnership deal entails. Cause some partnership deals and deal uh, entail uh, comments on our posts. They Try to engage yeah. it. Yeah, they so. can. Makes me wonder. Yeah. Uh, Pure conjecture, but. Makes me wonder if people watch to the end. That's a cute little box that the guitar pick came in. Little like, yeah, very nineties. Damn, that is a big ass bow. Yes. Shit, it's a big bow. Huh. I was watching it again. All right, yeah. Yeah. 
it, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. It without, unravels the entire ad. It could have been really wholesome and funny. Instead, it's really like a bummer. Yep. Why can't we just like make an ad or make it a stereotype that our spouses are allowed to enjoy our hobbies? Is this okay? It's just like weird. Know. It's is it just like okay? I don't. Part of me is like, can I just like write some ads and just like just not even with a product, just like write some ads that are just wholesome and just say, here's a framework for how you could build an ad. Everybody in the guitar industry, go for it. Please use this template. This is inclusive. This is helpful. Steal it. Things can be wholesome and funny. I'm just really sick of this idea that in heterosexual relationships, like we can't have hobbies in common with our partners or we can't have like joy for our partners enjoying their hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like I love that my husband has his own hobbies. I love that we can mm-hmm. share hobbies. We have hobbies in common. I love that yeah. he respects and enjoys my hobbies, even though he doesn't like participate in them very actively all the time. Like, I don't want to go work on bicycles, but I love that he does. I don't want to go for like long ass walks or go running. I'm glad that he does. He doesn't want to film guitar gear. He doesn't really give a shit about gear particularly, but he's glad that I, I do. Right. Like, uh, I am glad that there are things like with which he, he can fill his time and get fulfillment. Like, I am so glad that he there like that he has fulfillment in life and gets enjoyment in life in his free time and he feels the same way about me he's not bitching that i like go to band practice every week or that i go down here and i make videos and i edit videos and i write or i read or you know and we do other things together that we share and we like work to make sure that we can like share hobbies like i go out of my way sometimes to like facilitate that there are hobbies that we can share and enjoy and he's the same way he'll come down and like ask me questions about what i'm doing and ask if he can help and he'll help sometimes like that's what a relationship is yeah but i don't understand the idea or stereotype that like in a i feel like this is a lot more common heterosexual relationships that you can't enjoy each other's hobbies or just be happy that y'all have your own hobbies. Like it feels like your together time is watching TV on the couch. Like I don't understand. I don't, I just don't, I literally don't. No, Yeah. I mean, those are the sorts of people who are like in church on a Sunday morning will be like, I don't understand why the divorce rate is so high and then go home and pull shit like that. Like, well then why do you think it is? Why are you married if you don't like like each other very much? Right. And it's so it it's like I don't I personally don't get it. No. Like my parents had hobbies that they enjoyed together. And they're still married. And Rick and I have hobbies that we enjoy together and we're very happily married. And, you know, I just think it just grinds my gears a lot to see like younger people facilitating those stereotypes still, because it's so boomer-esque. The idea that like, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's what's especially grinding because we, we've been told like, Oh, that idea is like, Oh, it's going to die out. And then you see like people our age doing it or people my age doing it. Well, it's not just frustrating from a sense of like, this is what I would like to see. It's just also frustrating in the sense of like, this is literally damaging and anybody with a therapy degree, uh, ther- therapy license will tell it like you go to a marriage, a family therapist. Those are the things that they will tell you, Hey, that is damaging. That is not healthy. You shouldn't be doing these things. So it's not just a matter of like this, oh, you don't have a sense of humor. Like, oh, no, I also just understand how healthy relationships work. And like, that's not Mm it. Like laughing at that kind of thing is damaging. Uh, Laughing at it's damaging. Participating in it is damaging. Uh, Living it out is incredibly damaging. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Honestly. Um, I, I really hate to see it. I... You know, 
when people tell us, say, like, it's just a joke or whatever, the truth is it isn't. It isn't just a joke to a lot of people. Um, when people make jokes about, like, finances and stuff, like, lying to their spouse about, like, purchases, that's not that's not funny. It's It's not... It might be just a joke to you, but the truth is, like, it's a real problem. And it's just, it's not a, but I think it's not a funny joke. Why, like, I don't understand why, why you think it's funny to, to joke about lying to your spouse about that. Yep. There are a lot of things in this world that are very funny. That, why do you think that's funny? Why do you think it's, why, I don't understand why the expense of your, the person you're supposed to love through better or worse sickness and health is ever funny and truly like in any kind of way that would actually be damaging to them. Like I can joke about Rick here and there. He just stuff that's funny. Like he's a funny guy. Sure. I'm never going to joke about something. That's it's just a different level. I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. Like there's a difference right. between gentle ribbing. Okay. I know we're into it too hard. We're, we're, we're getting into dead horse territory. So I'm sorry. Who's doing uh, it right? So I went to a uh, went oh. to a fortune teller. What you and uh, the fortune teller told me, uh, oh, looking into my future, that I was going to experience heartbreak in about twelve years. And I was like, no, no, that's devastating. So to comfort myself, I went out and got a puppy. And how's that for a transition? Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I was so worried about the cat. Is she doing better now? Yeah. Good. So uh, we we got back from Mazama, and she had used, she pooped outside of a litter box. Cat cat poop talk, and uh, it's very unusual for her. So I'm like, oh my god, we booked a vet appointment, but just out of like curiosity, we had a second. We use a, a subscription service called Kitty Poo Box. Not a, no affiliation code. I don't even have one if I wanted to give you one. Um, so we had an extra one. So I'm like, well, let's just set one up in a second location upstairs near where she went. Yep. And she just started using it immediately. She just didn't like, she just doesn't like where the original litter box is after four years, this asshole. Decided decided she doesn't like it. It's yeah. kind of out in the open. I get it. It's near a window. I think she just, I mm. wonder if something happened while she was using like the original location, like, like if a crow like, landed on like near the window and stared or something. Or like flew into the window, maybe. Yep. Yeah. She's like, nope, no more. Nope. Reminds nope. me of uh, my middle school where they did, took all the, the doors off the stalls and all the restrooms. The school did or a person? The did? school did, yeah. Why? Because uh, people were doing pranks and stuff in the bathrooms and they decided that enough was enough. And that would <gasps> somehow resolve the issue. Did it? I don't remember. I was only at school for three months. And then I got pulled to be homeschooled because it was a really rough neighborhood. Um, they th- Why would they think that would solve a problem? I, I don't know. Oh, the but poor, yeah, no, I was the never poor comfortable shy poop- guys. I wasn't comfortable pooping there. Uh, Who would? So I, don't blame- I wouldn't be comfortable pooping there. Nobody would. I don't blame Princess Carrie Fisher. I don't blame her either. You know, we'd had some... She had been very much like dump and run. Like she, she, the signs were there that she wasn't like super comfortable with it. So now she's just like taking her time and covering up. Reading the newspaper. Scrolling. Reading the newspaper. It's been, it's great. It's fine. It's, it's, it resolved itself. She's obviously doing great. It's like every time I'm like, are you dying? And then I'm like, are you dying? Are you, are you just an asshole? And I just always hope that she's just an asshole. And she is. Good girl. I'm always just like, please just be an asshole. Please just be an asshole. It's kind of like when I had mono when I was like 25 and 23 or something. I was like, I've never hoped so badly it was just strep throat. I've never been on a team strep throat before. But when I was getting tested, I was like, please just be strep. Please just be strep. Nope. Mono. Well, speaking of pooping. um... Oh, boy. Bye. Thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, subscribe, rate, review, like, comment, uh, buy stuff. I get off at podcast.com slash shop, including Andrew's shirt. 
And uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. My name is Andrew. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.